Welcome back to Ready For, a podcast dedicated to equipping college parents with the tools they need to have meaningful conversations with their college students. I'm Logan Newkirk, an RD at Belmont University. On this podcast, we talk to guests that we think know more than us about the topic that we're discussing. In this episode, you'll get to hear from the whole Ready For team as we interview a couple of parents of one of our very own students here at Belmont. This episode is a continuation from our last episode, focusing on the topic of coming back home to visit. But here, we're getting the parent perspective of what it's like to try and make the most of those visits. Also a side note, we're continuing to try and improve our podcast with each episode. I will give a heads up, there was some tricky audio things going on in this one as we talked with Denise and Greg. We were able to get a nice clean recording on both ends of the phone call up until the very last question that we had for them. So you'll notice that the last answer we hear from Greg is on our end and over the phone. We did want to leave it in though because we believe that he has some good things to say. The Ready For team hopes that this episode will give our listening parents a chance to feel understood as you may find yourself identifying some similar feelings that our interviewees, Denise and Greg, bring up. Please enjoy this episode. So what would you recommend to a parent whose child is about to come home for the first time since leaving college? So it's kind of a standoff here. Who's going to talk first? (laughs) So I'm going to go ahead and take that initiative. Um, Our experience was just to kind of be open with the whole um, process and um, communication seems to be probably the core thing to making sure that everybody's on the same page. Yeah, I mean, the way we've always worked, it's been through mutual respect. I mean, you've got to realize the uh, child you sent off to college may not necessarily be the one that comes home. Hopefully they've had the time a little bit to grow up and find themselves and appreciate you a little more. And I mean, we certainly appreciate ours a little more. And uh, it's, it's nice when they come home just to listen to new experiences, how they've learned to interact with, you know, n- new people, different people, uh, how they've expanded their circle of friends. And, uh, you know, we always are excited to hear about that and sharing those experiences with him. That's awesome. When you... Um... When you're, when you're talking a little bit about how he's changing and you're ju- adjusting the schedule from seeing them every day in person, how did you adjust to talking through them on the phone or what did communication look like? Well, it's interesting. Things are far different than when I went to school. I mean, I it had to make it a point really to call my parents once a week, but with technology, you know, we get text multi-times a week. I think uh, perhaps Denise may get more than I get, but so uh, communication is a little different. I mean, you're you're always connected at some level, um, but it's it, but it's quite different than just face to face because uh, you know the the interaction is, is is totally different, and you know again to the point where we're just respectful of of, of what he has to say. We're we're patient. Um, the other thing I think that's important is not to overschedule when they come home. I know uh, oftentimes they'll have a lot to do. They may want to connect with some old friends to hear about their experiences. You may have family gatherings that, you know, they're all excited to hear what they've done and everything. But at the same point, you've got to give them their space. So we've always given him the choice of if he wanted to attend 10 different events with us. And 
you know, that that's kind of the the face to face interaction was like, you know, this is planned, you know, do you think you can make that? And if so, that'd be great. If not, that's fine too. Again, to Denise's point, we just communicate to each other the plans and not try to overbook or overfill in the short time that they're home. That's great advice. Yeah, I, I just the number of the m- number of times that my students or my RAs come back and they went home for vacation, but they almost came back more tired because they felt like they were juggling all of these responsibilities from everything that they were doing. Uh, that's that's really insightful. I think our parents and students alike will really like to hear that. That's good stuff. Yeah. And the other thing I think that's important too, I mean, granted, we've kind of maybe been fortunate uh, that our son has always been an early morning riser, but you can tell when he gets home, you know, he'll want to sleep in. And and I can appreciate that because oftentimes he's coming off finals or pushing hard on projects. And rather than saying, are you going to get out of bed? You know, we give him some space, give him some downtime because really that's what it's about. I mean, we want him to be comfortable, know, you know, he's always welcome and, uh, you know, kind of a low, no pressure situation. I liked what you said. Uh, You phrased it. The kid that you sent off might not be the same kid that comes back home. Um, Yeah. What what is that process like? Because I know it, I'm sure it's just a lot of talking to the student, like talking to your child of uh, who they're getting to know, the things they're learning. Um, but could you talk a little more to that? Sure. Um, you know, I, I've had coworkers and other folks I've been around, and, and we've been fortunate. We haven't had the extreme, but sometimes you can, the kid you sent off may come home with different colored hair or tattoos or piercings they didn't leave with. Um, we haven't had that situation, but uh, it does happen. Um, and, you know, that's part of finding yourself growing up, creating your own individuality. Um, at the end of the day, I mean, we've always had kind of unconditional love for our, our, our son. But when they come back, obviously, you know, they are on their own. You're not looking over their shoulder. They may have different time schedules than what you are accustomed to. And I think you could do a big disservice if, if they get home and all of a sudden, you know, they revert back to that 15, 16, 17-year-old kid that, was in high school so you know we've always tried to treat them as equal um and and be respectful of of the stage of life they're in Mm -hmm. that's good yeah we've spoken to a couple of different parents who have mentioned when their students go away it's their first time away for an extended period of time before that it may be camp or anything like that and you're so excited for your student to go to camp but then they go off to college and it can be a prolonged period of time do you have any recommendations for parents leading up to the eagerness of their child coming home for the first time? Um, yeah, <laughs> there's, you know, it, it is exciting. Um, all I can say is that I made sure that I had, you know, things in the house that I knew that he liked and enjoyed when it came to food and, you know, that, as Greg mentioned, we had things that we had planned that he was invited to participate but didn't feel like he was obligated to participate. Um, but, you know, I think the biggest thing, too, is that you send them off and you're they're a kid, but when they come back, you got to realize that they've really developed and they're an adult now, and uh, you have to treat them as such. And that goes back to the respect um, that Greg mentioned previously, you know, uh, mutual respect. Uh, we respect our child and, and in turn, I hope that he respects us back the same. 
Along with that, too, the other thing that I'll mention is that uh, we didn't change anything in our household. Um, his bedroom is still his bedroom. Um, it wasn't changed into a workout room or a sewing room or anything like that. It's still it's still Parker's room. And um, from the standpoint of only having one child in the household, our house became really, really, really quiet um, after he left. And uh, Parker brought a lot to the table as far as uh, conversation and music. There was always music being played in our household. So uh, the boys decided they needed to get me an Alexa to sit in the kitchen so I could play music <laughs> since I didn't have him sitting there at the kitchen counter playing music to me as I was washing dishes or, or cooking, a, uh, preparing a meal and so forth. But um, we kept everything pretty much the same, um, including his dog. <laughs> <laughs> which is a big welcoming factor. So you know you're home when, when your dog welcomes you at the door and everything still is the same as it was the last time you were there. Oh, Parker's got it good. As soon as I left, my dad converted my bedroom into his tennis, uh, not tennis, uh, fishing rod shop. <laughs> I came home and there were hooks where my bed used to be. So he's got it good. <laughs> Can you talk through just a little bit, because you were talking about how things change changed once Parker left and things became more quiet what did you do you and Greg do yourselves to kind of prepare yourself for that moment of that transition of it being becoming more quiet and dealing with that space yourself of after you've sent him back yeah you know you don't I don't know that you can do anything to really prepare for that but uh the interesting thing was I mean I think it allowed for Denise and I to reconnect at a different level that we probably hadn't had before we had kids um and i think that's the important thing to remember too is after you get acclimated to in if it is an empty nest type syndrome like we had i mean we adjusted quite well to that and then they come home and and you know we have to reacclimate to that as well so you know that means being cognizant of making sure there's the right food in the refrigerator because you know we got to where we probably weren't eating as much the type of food and stuff that he liked. So, um, you know, just making sure that we had that stuff back um, on the shelves and or in the refrigerator. And uh, and, and even like our, our activities, we didn't have to worry about, you know, having a scheduled dinner. We coordinated with ourselves and now we're coordinating with, you know, Parker's schedule as well. But again, it, it goes back to the communication piece and uh, it, it all seems to work itself out. Thanks so much for listening. As always, if you have any questions or comments, please email us at readyforpodcast at belmont.edu. Stay tuned for our next episode in which we'll be talking with one of the psychology professors here at Belmont University, Dr. Tim Schoenfeld, about the end of the semester, finals, and what that means for you and your student. Again, Ready For is a podcast set on the goal to deliver helpful quality content to equip college parents for meaningful conversations with their students. Thanks for listening. For the entire Ready 4 team, I'm Logan Newkirk, and this has been Ready 4.